everybody, James Shepard here to talk to you about dual pricing here to stay. It has now been a little over six months since I began promoting the concept of dual pricing. Before typing this edition of the Merchant Sales Insight, I took a poll of agents. The purpose was to see how many were leading with dual pricing versus the legacy programs such as non-cash adjustment or service fee where a line item is added to the receipt. Below are the results from the poll I posted in my private Facebook group for agents. So obviously I'm reading this. If you look at the PDF, you'll actually see a screenshot of the poll, but I'm just going to read it to you here. So the question I asked was, for those of you selling a program where you pass the cost of processing onto the consumer, which option are you selling primarily at this point? Non-cash adjustment or service fee, that one was... 33% of the respondents said that that's what they did primarily. True cash discounting. This is where we raise the price on the shelf or the menu and then do a discount at the register. That was 14%. Compliant surcharging, not applied to signature or pin debit. So this is, you know, true compliant surcharging. That was 5% of the respondents. And then... Dual pricing, where we have a cash and a card price with no line item on the receipt, 48%. This post had 122 votes from individual agents, so it's a pretty accurate data set. In this edition, I want to share three primary takeaways from this poll that will have a short and long-term impact on merchant sales. This edition is sponsored by North American Bank Card. They offer a clear example of a processor offering a compliant dual pricing program that is geared not only for the merchant, but also to generate maximum financial benefit to the sales agent or ISO. NAB calls their dual pricing program Edge. It is integrated into a variety of terminal and point of sale devices offered by NAB. I also want to give NAB recognition for being one of only three large ISOs of which I'm aware offering dual pricing in a significant way prior to 2022. They had the foresight to see the compliance headaches that were coming with non-cash adjustment type programs, and they took early action to ensure compliance. So let's dive into the current state of dual pricing relative to the alternatives and discuss the implications for ISOs and merchant sales agents. Number one, dual pricing is growing. The fact that 48% of agents in our poll are leading with dual pricing is, quite frankly, amazing. This shows how quickly our industry is able to adapt to change. When I began discussing dual pricing in April, there were only a handful of ISOs and even less technology companies actively promoting this concept. Fast forward six months, dual pricing seems to be offered by every ISO and is a leading feature in every terminal. We are even seeing many of the leading point-of-sale system providers and gateways adopting versions of dual pricing as they see the popularity and profitability of this approach. Anyone who claims that the ISO world doesn't adapt to change or implement new technology is misinformed. When ISOs are presented with a clear incentive and educated on the path forward, we can move faster than the fintechs to capture the market share. Side note. Over and over, I've noticed there's only one reason agents and ISOs have not adapted to and implemented integrated payment solutions. 
the processors and tech companies fail to provide a significant financial incentive and or education. One reason dual pricing is taking off is that the concept is intuitive to the agent, the merchant, and the consumer. The concept of adding a fee to card payments called a non-cash adjustment was always a bit confusing to merchants and eventually became aggravating to many consumers. To add a fee, then take it away and call that a cash discount just doesn't really make sense. My favorite example, which helps explain dual pricing, is asking whether the prospect has seen the offer of both cash and card price at a fuel station. Almost everyone I ask will say yes. I then say that is exactly what we're doing for the merchant. The current price becomes their cash price and we use our technology to help them implement a card price. The processor keeps the difference between the cash and the card price. That money is used to offset the cost of payment processing and keep up with the changing compliance and regulatory environment around these programs. So far, I have found this explanation is much easier to understand than the various explanations I tried to use over the years for non-cash adjustment type programs. Dual pricing, according to my informal poll, is sitting at 48%. I expect that number to be more than 70% when I run this poll again in six months. The remaining ISOs and tech players will have made dual pricing available. Those who have it available will decide to phase out non-cash adjustment and service fee programs in order to avoid the compliance headaches, which we will discuss in the next section. Interestingly, in looking at the list of agents and engaging in the comments underneath this poll, I learned that many of the agents who comprise the 33% voting for non-cash adjustment actually prefer dual pricing and even voted for both. But they like their current technology solutions or processing partners. If you are such a processing company or technology provider who works with ISOs and agents, you would be well advised to ensure that dual pricing is at the top of your list of upcoming features if you want to stay relevant and compliant. Because our sponsor, North American Bank Card, was very early to the concept of dual pricing, they have worked out all the bugs. The merchant and consumer experience is, in my opinion, very smooth on a variety of devices. And signing up a merchant account couldn't be smoother with their click here, I agree, online application flow. So number one was dual pricing is growing. Number two, non-cash adjustment is declining. While I doubt this trend is surprising to anyone, it is happening much faster than even I anticipated. Only one third of the agents in my group are leading with non-cash adjustment type programs. This number was north of 75% in a poll that I took 12 months ago. In order to understand why these programs have declined so sharply in such a short period of time, we have to dive into a topic that is confusing for many, compliance. Before I start this section, let me clarify that I am not an attorney. This is not legal or professional advice. What follows are my opinions on this topic. The real compliance issue. I have so many conversations now that originate with this question. How is this compliant with visa rules, state laws, etc.? Before I can talk about compliance, I feel the necessity to define the real issue as it relates to compliance. When someone asks me a question about compliance, they are really asking one or both of the following two questions. Number one, is visa likely to take 
negative action against my merchant or processor. Number two, is the state attorney general likely to take negative action against my merchant? Rather than dive into a lengthy, complex article on compliance, I handled this in a previous edition called Dual Pricing in the Case for Compliance, I want to focus on answering these two questions as it relates to non-cash adjustment versus dual pricing. So these questions again are, is Visa likely to take negative action against my merchant or processor? And is the state attorney general likely to take negative action against my merchant? Let's be clear. There is simply no way to claim your program is compliant with Visa rules when adding a line item to the receipt on debit transactions, whether it's signature or pen, while not adding the same line item to all transactions. Visa clarified that in their memo published in late March, early April of this year. Dual pricing is compliant with Visa rules. Visa also clarified in this recent memo that while there is some debate over the requirement of the merchant to disclose the cash and card price on the shelf or menu, most agree that this program, when implemented correctly, is compliant. Next, we need to talk about a word that I'm, I'm trying to get out there and a concept I'm trying to, to educate the industry on, and that is the scope of compliance. Understanding everything we just talked about, the real question here about the scope of compliance for the ISO or processor is, what exactly do we in the payments industry need to require of our merchants? My strong opinion is that we need to require merchants to disclose the offer of a cash and card price to their customers. However, we are not in the menu printing or shelf labeling business. It is also my opinion that most agents and even ISOs are not experts on state and local disclosure laws. I believe our responsibility is to ensure our technology and receipts are compliant with visa rules. Beyond this, our only requirement is to supply the merchant with simple signage clearly stating the implementation of a cash and card price. We will revisit this topic below. Here's an interesting realization. In reference to the previously stated question about visa and state AG action, Visa seems to agree with the assessment mentioned above that the payments industry isn't responsible to police the printed menu or shelf pricing of a merchant. They don't want the expense and headaches of enforcing consumer disclosure laws any more than processors and ISOs do. I believe, and this is my opinion, I believe that Visa wants to enforce their rules within the context of the payment process but they would prefer the state AG handles complaints about consumer disclosure that are not directly related to the point of sale. This could certainly change. However, after conversations with many of the larger banks and processors, I feel Visa accepts the dual pricing concept as it exists. There seems to be only two things Visa really cares about in this debate. Number one, they don't want their cardholders to complain and have a negative experience. Secondly, they want to stand their ground on the rule they negotiated with the industry over a decade ago in terms of adding a line item surcharge to debit transactions. This is against their rules and against the settlement that was negotiated. Consumer complaints drop off a cliff with dual pricing, and there is no line item on the receipt. Therefore, 
Visa is unlikely to take action as a result of implementing dual pricing at a merchant location. The state AG is a bit more of a concern with this program than the card brands, at least in my experience thus far, because the primary complaint from consumers <clears throat> relates to a lack of disclosure <clears throat> excuse me, on the physical menu or shelf. These complaints tend to go directly to the state AG or are referred to their office from the bank or the card brand. I've seen several letters from various state AGs to merchants and even to ISOs. So far, I have not seen anything stronger than a warning. I'm sure if the same merchant generated multiple complaints, the enforcement would escalate. However, even in such cases, assuming the merchant reached out to us, meaning the processor, the ISO, we would explain that in their particular state, there is a requirement to disclose both the cash and the card price on the shelf or menu with dual pricing. If their state allows compliant surcharging, this could be an option for the merchant not desiring to label both on the shelf or the menu. We should clearly state that while we are willing to advise our merchants on these issues, we are not, I repeat, we are not responsible for printing menus or shelf pricing. The big picture. Consumers tend to voice very few complaints about dual pricing, but they voice more and more complaints about non-cash adjustment or service fee type programs. These complaints generate the vast majority of issues related to compliance with both the card brands and the state AG. This reality is what is driving the popularity of dual pricing over legacy non-cash adjustment and service fee programs. So we said dual pricing is growing. Non-cash adjustment is declining. Lastly, surcharging and cash discounting are becoming niche products. So, what about compliant surcharging and true cash discounting? As you can see in the results of the poll, the majority of mainstream agents are simply not promoting these programs, at least as the preferred option. 14% were using some kind of a, a cash discounting option that was a true cash discount, raising the price in the menu or shelf and then discount at the counter. 5% were doing compliant surcharging. In commenting back and forth and messaging with many agents, I found compliant surcharging is viewed as a great option for higher ticket card not present merchants. Unfortunately, there are not many agents who intentionally target these merchants. I've written other articles about that. Hopefully, uh, you know, see that change. As for true cash discounting, where we ask the merchant to raise the price on the menu or shelf and then offer a true cash discount at the point of sale, this program is stalled for several reasons. Number one, there is a perception that it is unnecessary as a barrier to the sale. The merchant may not want to update pricing on the shelf or menu. As previously discussed, I do not believe it is our role to require them to take this action with dual pricing. The other concern is that since the merchant actually raised the prices, there is no compliance concerns or specific technology needed to implement the cash discount. Therefore, it would seem logical that the merchant would switch to interchange plus 10 basis points and keep the extra margin at some point in the future. That being said, there are certain merchants who tend to gravitate to this approach and certain ISOs and agents who are attracted to the clear compliance of this approach as well. At the end of the day, most agents and ISOs are focused on dual pricing and non-cash adjustment. As the non-cash adjustment becomes less prevalent, I believe our industry will come together around some version of dual pricing. As this, tend, uh, sorry, as this trend gains steam, being aligned with the right processing partner is imperative. I highly recommend the sponsor of this week's edition, North American Bank Card, 
Whether you are an agent looking to maximize compensation, an ISO searching for a fully white label solution, or an ISV that sees the value of dual pricing with these APIs and gateway features allowing implementation of this program and increased revenue, NAV has got you covered. So if you want to head over and check out North American Bank Card, uh, the website is www.gonab.com. So it's G-O-N-A-B.com. Gonab.com. Learn more about the exciting programs they have to offer. And I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your day and week.